Welcome to a special episode of Friends and Family Podcast, Destiny's New News and Theatrical Releases. On this episode, we're going to preview Wonder Woman, the latest DCEU movie. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Friends and Film. As always, I'm your host, Group Road. Once again, joined by Josh Straley. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the pod, and welcome to the preview. Yes, uh, very glad to be back for our second preview of the year. Yes. I believe. Because we previewed Guardians, Guardians, and now we're here with this. Yes. So, uh, first one for a DC movie this year. Won't be the last, because we'll have one for Justice League later on. Uh, but... Looks like we have some good good stuff coming to us. Yeah, I mean, we've done reviews before the everyone else has dropped their mm-hmm. online takes of yes. the movie, and those have kind of I don't well, know if they've they, they, they would affect they they affected us. Yes, at, at least I can speak for myself. Like when we did the BVS preview, mm-hmm. the reviews dropped like literally minutes before we started recording. And I just like watched, I was just refreshing Rotten Tomatoes and seeing it go from a eight to like a 15 yeah. and then hover around a 20 to 30. And I was like, oh gosh, that's mm-hmm. not, it's not great. Yeah. Um, but we're in the dark here. We are in the dark. There have not been the reviews out. Um, by the time you guys have heard this, the reviews will be out. So you guys will know what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, if you have been looking and if you've been wondering what the reaction to, has been to Wonder Woman so far, uh, that there's no social media embargo at this point. So people have been able to tweet their general non-spoiler quick uh, thoughts on the movie. And they've all been extremely positive to this point, which has given me a lot of confidence in it. Um, not because I need those people to reinforce my opinions necessarily, but it's just comforting to know that, Hey, you know, the consensus likes this movie. It could still yeah. mean I could come out of it and be like, I don't know what these other people saw in it, but I don't think that's going to be the case because I've loved the marketing to this point. Uh, I really liked Gal Gadot in uh, Batman v Superman. I like Patty Jenkins as a director because I just watched Monster the other night. Uh, And the way she just kind of, she she took such a terrible person Mm -hmm. and made them sympathetic uh, was was kind of amazing. And so then to have her lead and direct a character that is so pure at heart uh, to make her a hero should be no problem for Patty Jenkins. And I think she's just going to be able to elevate her to this, the, the top status and make us look at Wonder Woman as kind of the shining example of what a hero is in the DC extended universe and have her be kind of the one that influences Superman and Batman and everybody else later on to yeah. be the Justice League and be the heroes that save the earth and everything. Right. She's been kind of coined as like the light, mm-hmm. uh, the carrier of light to the, to the film. Yes. Even though she may be, it looks like she's cynical and BVS. Yeah. She quickly, I mean, she's there to jump to Batman's aid. So it definitely doesn't last. I mean, that's one thing I'm definitely curious about just getting into overall expectations for this movie is in BVS. They kind of established that, she has left, she's been distant from the man's world, uh, quote unquote, because of what she's seen from them in the past. So I'm interested to see if this movie, it's, whether it's at the end of the movie or whatever, if they set that up in this movie and that something horrific happens where she sees the destruction that mankind is capable of and she doesn't think that they we're basically worthy mm-hmm. of being protected, distances, her, distances herself from us uh, I'm interested to see if they establish that here or if that is something they decide to explore in a sequel. Yeah. Um, 
because it looks like this is more of just a straight up origin of Wonder Woman, how she grew into her powers, learned that she can, you know, be the savior of the world if you if you if, you know in a sense, right? Um, and just see her kind of take on her first real threat that appears to be pretty pretty big, that being World War One. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like you talked about, and like what gets make gets her cynical. I mean, there's plenty of things. World War Two. The Cold War, oh, yeah. Vietnam, like the nuclear bomb, like all that. Right. It's like it's perfectly understandable. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, are we are we in this now? I yeah, guess? yeah, yeah. We're okay, in this. Well, awesome. I mean, yeah. You, you basically took the words out of my mouth when uh, talking about expectations. Like it looks like an amazing period piece. I'm a sucker for those. Mm-hmm. Like some some of my favorite movies are that. Like I'm right now. I'm really high on Lost City of Z because it's it's that Indiana Jones style thing. Yeah. You know, it's gotten me feel in the 60s this is going to get me feel in the 40s again um looking at like london and how it's all set up and done and then um i'm gonna hopefully not blow this but thermopolite that's the amazonian city themiscira themiscira why do i keep saying that i think that's a different that's a city from sparta or something (laughs) um it looks so cool the whole island uh, uh gorgeous um the cinemato- cinematographer matthew jensen who's done work on game of thrones uh so there's there's definitely carry over mm-hmm. there it's yeah. bright colorful and beautiful it looks like paradise it's uh gonna get interrupted um and then of course you already mentioned patty jenkins but then there's also rupert gregson williams's score and not a whole not a lot of people like it when the those violins mm-hmm. start uh chiming and kind of giving the wonder woman theme like that high pitch yeah Dinner. yeah yeah i didn't love it in bvs sure in the trailers i like it but mm-hmm. it was i think just it was so jarring in bvs that it didn't fit just that movie yeah um, i hear you but i'm interested to see to rewatch bvs in the coming days and see if it works better now that i'm grow more accustomed to it yeah and i'm just looking forward to him you know crafting uh uh, you know, a beautiful tale uh, mm-hmm. with that, you know, and how do we get to that, that high pitched, you know, what's the, what I want to, I want to see Wonder Woman's uh, epic abilities that, you know, c- make, create that, yeah. that sound, like why he went there. So um, th- those, th- that amounts to my expectations. Yeah. There. I mean, I'm also, you know, based on the trailers, it looks like Patty Jenkins, who's never done action before, done some pretty cool action stuff so far in the trailers. Um, whether that's Zack Snyder's influence or just, you know, having the team around her that DC's assembled. Uh, it looks like Wonder Woman's going to be able to kick a lot of, uh, a lot of butt in this movie. And I'm looking forward that's to for seeing sure. that, uh, the shot, like the, the part where, you know, all of the, uh, Amazonians are fighting against, you know, look, I'm guessing it's Steve Trevor's whole crew. that have come to save him or something. Uh, that looks super awesome and intense with Robin Riley jumping up 300 style shooting three arrows or whatever. Uh, I I'm super pumped to see those action sequences, uh, pan out, but also just to see the character story. Uh, Patty Jenkins has repeatedly said that the Richard Donner Superman is a big influence on her and what she is aspiring to do with this movie. If you've seen that movie, it's very much so about, you know, Clark becoming Superman and being the embodiment of hope and, I think that's what one room is going to be able to do is she's going to be able to step into this really dark situation that is world war one, realize that she has the ability to stop it, mm-hmm. do her best to do so. Uh, and along the way, I mean, there, there could be, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be problems. Uh, but I mean, I'm expecting to, pr- I'm expecting 
to come out of the movie feeling uplifted in a sense because of, yeah. of her as a hero. Right. I mean, you've seen, it looks like you get glimpses of the, the final battle and some of the marketing trailers. Mm-hmm. And even though what's happening on screen is terrifying, there's, there's a feel to it, a mood to it that you're like, you're stoked to see her starting to kick butt. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's really cool. So, and you know, uh, World War One doesn't have a good ending. I mean, well, it mm-hmm. does, but at the end of the day, there's carnage everywhere. Yeah. So, her, her to to plant her there and have something to feel good about. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely expecting that as well. Yeah. Uh, what are you expecting from the plot? Ooh. How do you how do you think things are going to shake out? Uh, you know, I, that's something I can't. I, I don't think I can guess well at. Okay. Mainly because. The trailers have done a good job sort of just setting up what's happening, mm-hmm. not where it's going. We know Chris Pine shows up on the island somehow. Mm-hmm. We know that he's followed, he's either being rescued, or he's under attack from German soldiers, because I think it's actually that. Okay. Or else he'd be pretty ticked that they just killed his buddies. Yeah, that does make that make sense. Because it seems like he's just letting it happen. Yeah. Um, so how did he get out there and how did they get to the island? I mean, is it just because war spreading across Europe? What What's mm-hmm. the deal there? Um, but why does Diana ultimately decide to leave the island? That's something I'm still in the dark about. Mm-hmm. But from there, though, I'm just expecting her to show up. Like you said, realize that she has the ability to stop this war and then uh, kind of go through there. But everything else I can only guess at Mm -hmm. because we're not really given any conclusions about what leads up to that, you know, final battle with, uh, the general, uh, general Ludendorff. Yes. And most likely another key baddie. Yeah. So, um, what am I expecting? Just expecting to be amazed. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> what about right. you? I mean, I'm uh, not doing a good job here. I, I mean, I think it, I understand where you're going from with the trailers, not really, you know, dictating where it's going, but I mean, it definitely, I definitely think like the first third of the movie is going to be all about Themyscira, Wonder Woman, you know, growing up, training, learning about, you know, that she is this, this great warrior, um, realizing, I think that she has these abilities with her gauntlets, um, probably because of her heritage and, you know, being the daughter of Zeus and everything. Um, she's going to have these these powers. And then once Steve Trevor crashes, you know, she's going to realize, okay, so there is something else beyond the island. Uh, and then he's going to, he talks about a little bit in the trailer that, you know, there's a war going on mm-hmm. and it'll come to you eventually if you're going to do anything to stop it. And I think, you know, Diana's mom, uh, Hippolyta, is just going to kind of be like, eh, well, you can't really access this island yeah. like, unless it's like a very rare occasion. So I don't think that's going to be the case, but then Diana is going to be like, well, I can't, I can't just sit here and, you know, let the rest of the world die. Like I, we, I need to go, we should help save them. And that's why I think she ultimately decides to leave, uh, just out of the goodness of her heart and feeling that she has the ability to help human humanity. Uh, so I think that's going to be why she leaves. She wants to help stop the war. Ultimately, it's going to be her, Steve Trevor. Um, Steve Trevor, you keep saying him. Are you saying? Are you meaning Chris Pine? Yeah, I mean that's that's his character. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't even memorize his name for this. <laughs> I'm just calling him Chris Pine. Okay, gotcha. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, who who, who is this who's, guy? That who's I'm missing? Steve Trevor? Okay, uh, gotcha. No, it's a secret cast member. Yes. Keep going. Uh, You're yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, I think them two. They're really gonna. I mean, it's going to be their movie for sure. And mm-hmm. 
whether it's it, there is going to be some sort of a romance between the two um how heavy-handed that is i don't know um because ultimately this is a period piece and when we see Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman, it doesn't appear like she has, you know, some aging loved one that she's worrying about at the time. Yeah. So I I don't know exactly how they go about getting involved in the war. Obviously, Chris Pine's character, Steve Trevor, is a soldier, but I'm how he's able to convince either however he's able to get back into the war or convince that his side to trust this random Amazonian woman who's dressing funny, like Mm -hmm. how that's going to happen. I have no idea, but uh, I'm intrigued to know more about Dr. Poison. Who's appears to be one of the villains of the film, Uh, her role in world war one, creating the toxic gas and everything. And then um, I think she's going to be in cahoots with uh, the other villain of the film, which I don't, I'm I'm still not sure if it's a spoiler or not because they haven't come out and really they haven't shown him a lot so I won't say his name yet we'll get we'll talk about him later um, but I think they're going to be working together uh, and then eventually one woman will rise to the occasion battle them or more likely not I don't think she's going to have like a fist fight with Doctor Poison but yeah. um, have battle with the other guy and help stop World War One. Where that goes from there, I don't really know because I could see the ending either way where she sees, you know, what war has done to this world. She isn't pleased with it. So she decides, okay, I'm going to take a step back from humanity and just go into hiding basically. But I could also see her saying, okay, well, I helped save the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I should probably do this more. Yeah. Like, Um, you know, and you know, if they're going to want to make, they want to make this a franchise. They've talked about wanting to make other period pieces as sequels. If that's the case, then I think it's probably more the latter that she's going to start to look for other ways that she can kind of help save the world. Yeah. Um, How that doesn't come up in everyday discussion then, if there's an Amazonian with a sure truth lasso and a sword and electric abilities flying around, uh, I don't know. Uh, that yeah. doesn't live in our world, so I don't have to really deal with that. But <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, the DCEU is still new enough that they can always plant that, uh, plant all of that, you know, into the lore if necessary. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're too tied down with that. But I just think it would be epic to have a Wonder Woman, you know, Cold War Soviet spy operation thing going. That would be pretty sweet. For yeah. The future I mean, yeah, I'm not. I mean, we're, just, we're not talking previews, pre uh, the uh, sequels here, but even though I haven't seen the movie. I'd rather see one woman in modern day doing stuff than continuing to have her solo movies be set in the past, ultimately to set up how she gets to where she's currently. Sure. I hear you. So, uh, let's move on to the characters. We'll start off, you know, with one woman herself. Uh, what do you expect from Gal Gadot? Well, I mean, first of all, she's a fantastic Diana. I mean, we've only seen her in a little bit, but, uh, her on-screen presence in Batman versus Superman uh, is definitely what you would want in a modern uh, Wonder Woman character. Uh, finally getting to see her kind of come to terms with all of her powers where we're going to kind of live and breathe. But uh, all the trailers indicate she's going to do fantastic with it. Um, especially once she gets to London, all of her uh, interactions and scenes with everybody and mm-hmm. um, kind of trying to blend in, but not really, you know, adapt is going to be a source of some good comedy for her and uh also just anytime she's on the battlefield just look epic as heck Mm -hmm. so um i'm really looking forward to that part of it yeah i mean 
I feel like we've covered a lot of what I expect from before, uh, just in previewing kind of the plot and my general expectation for the movie. But mm-hmm. just in terms of Herbert's character, yeah, I just want. I think I do think Gal Gadot's going to be. I keep changing the way I pronounce her last name. Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. I have no idea. Um, I either way, I think she is going to be a very good lead uh, for the film. I'm interested to see how much you know whether if she's given a lot of exposition or if she's giving these these long monologues or if you know she is more so just giving you know, short dialogue or whatever um that's just something i'm probably i'm going to mm. be interested to see just to kind of see how how great of an actress she is um because i while i do think she is good in bvs again she doesn't have like the biggest role especially speaking i think gal Gadot. i mean she's a she's former um israeli uh officer in the army but I mean, she's also basically a model, so she has she can she has the looks down. Like she can she can give that fierce look. She can she can convey those those looks without speaking. Yeah. But I want to see her acting ability, you know, as you know through the dialogue and giving you know the character some heart and stuff. Uh, and I think she'll be able to do that pretty well. For sure. Yeah, that's something. It would be interesting too because the Amazonians are like I guess you know warrior people Mm -hmm. so that's not really taught to them so it'll be like really interesting to see how patty jenkins went about um playing that out across yeah you know the entire film but she's also a princess and normally you know regal people they're trained to speak eloquently and everything so Mm -hmm. i think it'll be an interesting balance to see uh, how that plays out moving on to chris prine's character steve trevor yes uh (laughs) what do you what do you expect from steve well, I mean, I, I, I think I've been calling him Chris Pine because that's what I expect from yeah. him. I expect someone like Captain James Kirk or the character he played in Finest Hours mm-hmm. or, um, I mean, you know, he he fits a stereotypical like prince role. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I expect, you know, him looking to do the right thing, um, looking to try to protect Diana. But I mean, obviously that's not going to... It's going to be the other way around yeah. through most all of the movie, you know, from the get-go. Uh, so... That's that's about all I really have for him. I mean, he's just he's going to be there to smile and be like you know this quasi love interest, but because I think it's something interesting too that Patty Jenkins once mentioned that because it's an island of all women, yeah, Diana's not going to be dispositioned to that. So mm-hmm. that's that's a whole interesting thing that's yeah. going to play out uh, for Steve Trevor. And, um, so uh, you know, if Chris Pine does anything well, it would be you know just how he gets Diana or how they interact and gets her to express herself more like Mm -hmm. like because like we said earlier isolated warrior clan you know not a whole lot of emoting is probably going on or you know at least um encouraged right but that's what i think yeah uh yeah i mean i think he's gonna he is gonna serve that love interest role um but i do think you know regardless of how much of you know that heavy lifting as like the lead Gal Gadot has to do in terms of speaking, um, I do think Chris Pine's gonna have a lot of that as well as basically being almost not a co-lead in a sense, but he's gonna I feel like he's gonna do a lot of talking, and I think that's gonna fit more with his character. Uh, like you said, that that's ne- not necessarily something that Diana may do at first, just mm-hmm. being just like she's not a suit, she's not like a super talky person. Like that's just right. not how she strikes anybody. Um, so I'm okay with that. Uh, how I'm interested to see how he gets involved, 
you know, in the battle sequences, if at all, there's like shots of him flying his plane, you know, does he get into hand-to-hand compact gun, gunfire? Uh, I don't know what the case would be with that, but I'm interested to see him and his crew uh, kind of go along this journey with Diana. Cause I think he's going to, I mean, like you said, he's going to try to protect her, but it's going to be the other way around. Yeah. And to see him like in the trailers where he's like, no, don't go out there when she's like going out of like the, the trenches mm-hmm. and then she's like just d- deflecting bullets left and right. And you're like, I'm interested to see how much he's going to try to hold her back just so he, she can continue to defy him in yeah. a way, uh, which I think is both interesting from a character perspective, but also obviously there's other, you know, just like, yeah, there's thematic implications, yeah, which I think is very cool. So uh, one of the other big characters in the movie is Queen Hippolyta played by Connie Nielsen. What do you expect from the queen? You know, not a lot, but not a lot. It looks like she's going to be our introduction to um, Diana because mm-hmm. I mean, we've obviously seen the, uh, the opening narration of uh, her growing up, and it sounds like that's all Connie Nelson mm-hmm. um, giving the narration. So she'll lead us through young Diana's life and training. Um, but when it comes time for Diana to leave, I expect like, you know, some kind of, insight into their relationship and how it's actually been over the years but then that's it probably won't see her again until uh some either sequel or a prologue for uh justice league yeah do you do you feel the same way about uh robin wright's general antiope yeah i've been evolving on this one my gut set i want to say that she's a a big part of the movie or Mm -hmm. as has the same uh part that uh, Hippolyta may have, but it looks like Robin Wright's kind of been relegated to just, you know, not not standing there, but being the trainer uh, who, and then having some awesome battle sequences, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning of the film, but then by the end, she'll be uh, left on the island as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I'm right there with you with both of them. Uh, I'm expecting, you know, their performances to be very strong, but to only see them really in the first act, because uh, I mean, unless the Amazon, the all the Amazons like come out of the mascara to help stop World War One by the end, which would feel <laughs> a little weird based on what we've seen from the trailers. Yeah. Plus, it just doesn't seem like that would fit what they're going for uh, as a as a community. But uh, and I don't anticipate you know the end of the movie to for Diana to just all right, I'm going back home. Mm-hmm. I don't see that being the case either because. They make a point of it, and I believe in the trailers, and it's always been this way in the comics, where once you leave the mascara, you don't really ever come back. Yeah. So, uh, I, unfortunately, I do think this, this is probably small roles for both Nielsen and Wright, not only in this movie, but also just the entirety of uh, the DCEU, unless, like you said, they're involved with like the rumored opening for Justice League, where it's like the initial like battle for Earth and well, stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's a massive army of Amazonians yeah. in that trailer. So you so have to think that are going to be there. Something's going down. So, uh, unfortunately, I'll be like, yeah, I'm right there with you. I would love to see both of them more, but it just it doesn't seem like it's going to service the story. And I'd mm-hmm. rather them like stick to their guns and be like, okay, well, they're both great. So yes. we want them more, but it doesn't work for the story. So we're not going to shoehorn them in in random places, right? You know, I you, I don't I don't need them to show up like the end of uh, Return of the King, you know, and just right. wipe out, you know, basically the massive plot point of that yeah. film. So uh, one of the villains of the movie we talked about before, Doctor Poison, played by uh, Elena Anea. Uh, 
Do you have any real expectations for this character? I don't have any expectations, but Patty Jenkins has given some insight on like kind of what's driving her, and it sounds like she's going to be a well done sympathetic villain. Um, she's mentioned that like she's mentioned the prosthesis on her face, mm-hmm. and that has uh, some tragic beginnings, and how she ended up, you know, creating toxic gases, chemical weapons for the German army is going to be something you know that I'm interested in. Uh, seeing play out and then if there is like you said there's possibly another character that's involved um that she may have a relationship Mm -hmm. to like what's that dynamic is there a promise there or you know how does that all play out so i'm really interested in that yeah uh yeah i'd be i don't really have any expectations for her either other than um it doesn't look like she's gonna have a ton of dialogue it looks like she's a quiet character it's kind of going to be sitting back you know coming up with all these different poisons these gases uh how exactly she you know gets involved with the germans i think will be interesting to see play out uh whether she's originally you know a a german person or if you know she is just somebody that they have found and they're on the same side so they bring her in whatever the case is i'm interested to learn a little bit more about her but i don't expect her to have a major role Mm -hmm. um but we do also have uh, the uh, basically like the sidekick to both Chris Pine uh, and oh. Gal Gadot, uh, yeah. Etta Candy, played by Lucy Davis. Uh, I just think she's going to be there for fun. Little kicks and giggles. Uh, don't really expect her to be in it that much, but just to add some comedy relief to it. Yeah, and she's doing an awesome job of it. I mean, like, I, I would love, like, the reason I would love to see these movies kind of stay in period it's just because her and gal gadot together or her her and diana together uh look like a ton of fun because mm-hmm. one is up like you know total newcomer to the entire world and edna's you know uh been involved with everything so she knows the ins and outs or the social customs and you know trying to guide diana who's gonna end up you know breaking all of them anyway and so it just makes for some good comedy so i hope that uh I hope that plays out as well as the trailers make it seem. Yeah. Uh, the two other uh, people we want to mention here before we get to the kind of spoiler person uh, are two that could be connected to that spoiler, but we haven't really seen much of either really in the marketing. The first one is General Ludendorff, which we referred to earlier, uh, played by Danny Huston. And the other is simply going as a Sir Patrick, paid by David Thewlis. Uh I don't even know if we've seen David Thewlis in the marketing to this point. I can't really recall seeing him. Uh, Danny mm-hmm. Huston no. is, oh, yeah. we, we've seen him for sure <laughs> multiple yep. times. It uh, looks like he has the bigger role of the two, unless the reason we haven't seen David Thewlis is because he is actually playing the spoiler character. Uh, so I don't know either way. Danny Huston's a good actor, so it looks like he is definitely evil yes. <laughs> in some capacity based mm-hmm. on the trailers. So, uh, I just think they're going to kind of be there. Well, yeah, I don't think Danny's going to be a big deal. I think he's get. I think, I think I'm thinking of this as a four act movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way you should think of DC, uh, films. Okay. And I think he's going to be ousted, you know, by the third act. He's just the, he's the villain that you're going to pin the German army on. Mm-hmm. And then, then, um, if, if speculation is right, there's a whole new layer to this that, you know, will get exposed. Yeah. But yeah, Danny Houston is definitely looking very villainous and I'm just really waiting for the scene between him and Diana 
where she's got the sword sheath behind her and how that ballroom thing plays mm-hmm. out because that looks epic. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right, so we are going to uh, talk about the spoiler, which I'm not, again, we're not really sure if it is a spoiler because it's kind of been confirmed that he is involved in the film, but also not really. Uh, it's really just been like Lego sets, and like mm-hmm. if you pause the TV spots at the right seconds, you'll be able to see a certain, you know, a shot of one little thing that you know, looks to be uh, the character. So if you don't want to know the spoiler, skip ahead a few minutes. Uh, but if you're going to stick with us, that character is supposed to be Ares. The god of war makes sense for him to be in World War One. In that sense, it makes, you know, it plays into each other. Um, I tend to think they make it seem like in the trailers that it is going to be Danny Huston. Yeah. But the rumors are that it's David Thewlis, so I'm not sure which to believe. Uh, the thing that makes me think it's Danny Huston is that we see, like, Wonder Woman, like, punching and fighting him and like throwing him around with mm-hmm. her lasso and if he's just a regular dude like, yeah that's some he, serious punch man. yeah like one punch from her like is gonna kill him especially like throwing him up in the air with a lasso and slamming him on a building like he'd be dead easy uh so it seems like a lot of effort to kill just that one dude so i do think he is gonna be aries um see that's where i'm not for sure because I always said, think of it like as a four-act uh-huh. play. I think he's just a German officer okay. who gets taken down in a very aggressive manner, I will say. but And then once he asks who Diana is, she'll let him know. And then that's the end of that. And then, you know, that's when Ares will spark up. That's when, like, the real villain gets revealed, uh-huh. uh, if you will. Or, you know, Doc Poison um, will do something to unleash Ares or Ares realize, Oh, I need to step in or else yeah. this is going to become a serious problem for me and my grand plan to wage war on the entire mm-hmm. planet. Because why would you get Danny Houston who could easily, you know, voice Ares, um, by himself, but then pick up, uh, David Lewis, Thulis, Thulis and have him do it. So it makes me think that Ares is, you know, is going to be voiced by David Thewlis and Danny Houston is just, uh, he's there to be the German guy hmm. that you think is your, is your antagonist. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can see, yeah, I can see that, but yeah, I mean, I just don't know. I, I don't understand why then one woman who's like, you know, supposed to be like this pretty, like, you know, decent hero, which is like so aggressively like, <laughs> kill this one german officer because i'm thinking it's in a moment of like there's going to be a lead up to that because i think when she takes on the trench she's going straight for that guy Um, it's going to lead into an entire sequence where she just tears through everyone and then she finally gets to him and he's like dude what's going on and then Uh she'll let him know and bam hmm Okay, so we will we'll see who's right. Uh, I mean, again, I it wouldn't shock me if it is David Thewlis because we have, in my mind, I don't recall seeing him in the marketing and having him just be named Sir Patrick. Mm-hmm. That's like as nondescript or as unique yeah. as you can get. So uh, it makes sense. Um, moving on and away from the characters uh, to one of our favorite things. I'm mean, not favorite things to speculate about is dying, but you know. One of the more interesting parts to speculate about for movies is, you know, deaths. Oh, yeah. Who's going to die, if anybody, in Wonder Woman? Uh, well, I've got Danny Houston as a give me. Yeah. Um, I've got Doc Poison as a maybe. But I've, this is this is the one where I'm going to come out of left field. And I'm going to say Robin Wright's uh, Anope is going to go down. Because I, I th- that beach battle 
has to have something to it, more to it. Um, so seeing her get the person who trained her be killed at the hands of this army, that foreign mm-hmm. army, that would be an amazing, not an amazing, but that would definitely spark Diana's yeah. sense of justice. I could, I, I'm right, I'm there with you. I could see that for sure. Um, especially if the plans for the franchise moving forward don't necessarily require her trainer in combat to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if she is in like the prologue for Justice League, like you can have her in another scene, have her have this awesome moment, but she's not going to be involved moving forward. So it's really okay in that sense to, you know, make her story end definitively while then you can leave Connie Nielsen around. I don't think they're going to kill, kill the queen. Cause then I mean, we've seen her like interacting with Diana like moments before she's going to leave. So yes. why would, <laughs> unless like Steve Trevor's going to like assassinate her right there. Right. Like, uh, I don't see how she would die unless Aries like comes back to them scared in the final moments of the movie or mm-hmm. something. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it. I think I do think at least one of the main Amazonian people will die. Uh, probably Robin Wright. Um, again, Danny Houston for sure uh, is a goner. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Ares will die or not. I feel like he kind of has to, but he's also like a quote unquote god. So like, right? She has the God Slayer sword, so technically she. I mean, by the name, she has yes. the ability to do that. Um, and that definitely established her as like a like for for audiences who aren't really that familiar with her, be like, okay, well, yeah, she's uh she's pretty cool and pretty mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing to do. But I also have no idea how you defeat Ares and then not have him continue to wreak havoc again and again. Yeah. Like Unless you- like. Diana like visits Zeus at the end of the movie. It's like, here, dad, keep this guy locked away. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you can maybe, well, you can maybe blame like world war two and all that stuff on Aries still causing chaos. Yeah. But if Diana's going to get cynical and realize, Oh, people are just kind of pretty rotten too, even without, you know, a God causing problems. Right. Or, you know, antagonizing things. Um, yeah. So I think he's going to, go down in a pretty epic fashion yeah and i definitely yeah i definitely don't want if they're gonna do like a sequel in world war ii to have like aries is back again (laughs) it's like come on uh i just saw this movie a couple years ago so uh we do know for a fact there's no post-credit scene which uh isn't that surprising because only suicide squad has had a post-credit scene from the dceu so far Mm -hmm. pretty good one at that but um so we're not going to have necessarily direct setup for the sequel, which is already being discussed and possibly confirmed according to Zack Snyder a couple weeks ago. But uh, we do expect some DCEU connections in some places, at least I do. Um, we know the mother boxes are going to be big things in Justice League and that the Amazons are supposed to have one in their possession. It wouldn't surprise me if that is alluded to in uh, any way in this movie yeah, or even just that opening battle in Justice League is alluded to. Um. And I do think we're going to see Ben Affleck show up in because it looks like there's like a modern day sequence in some point, whether to start the movie or to end the movie, where she's like looking at like that old picture of her of her gang. Oh, yeah. Um, it, but it's definitely like a digital version of the photo or something. So I, I could see him showing up at the beginning, at the end. Maybe she shows up at the beginning and then Diana like re, like recounts the story to him for whatever reason, and that's how the story unfolds. Yeah. Uh, basically like a reverse Iron Man 3. Uh, <laughs> I could definitely see that happening. And going back to the deaths real quick, I could 
it would not surprise me if all of Steve Trevor's crew uh, gets wiped out because he's like has this like gang. He's like has like yes. this band of misfits together, um, and I think most of them will also die during it. And then that could be what sparks yeah, casualties the, of war and everything. Yeah, yeah. I think that that was what I, that was what I was going to put in. Uh, uh, I would I love the year idea of how the movie's going to be played out mm-hmm. because I've thought about that, especially because Diana's probably not very talkative back then. Yeah. Would it make sense um, for her to monologue or, you know, talk do about voiceover? The story? Yeah. Do voiceover for the story. I, I mean, would, Patty Jenkins did that with mother. Yeah. So it, it, it could work. Um, it could. Did you say mother monster monster. Yes. I was like, <laughs> I was thinking of, I figured you got it. Yeah. The, yeah. the Jennifer you know, Lawrence movie coming out this year. You yeah. Know? That would be kind of cool. Um, but I don't. I mean, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much as just watching yeah. it play out. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think that we'll see something like that. But then the mother box as well. She's giving a tour of all of the artifacts that are important to the Amazonians. Mm-hmm. Of course, the mother box is going to yeah. be there. Why wouldn't yeah. you? Do just that? to lay the seeds, because then you know people who've seen Batman Superman mm-hmm. know. Oh yeah, the, there's mother boxes, and the people haven't be like, oh, yep. what's that? And then they'll they'll figure it out. And then if they go see Justice League, they'll be like, oh, so that's how that thing showed up. Yep. They'll that allude movie. to the yeah. war. They'll sh- talk about that battle sequence that the Amazons fought mm-hmm. and how they won. But yeah, that's that's. I think that's about all the connections. They're gonna keep it. They're gonna yeah. keep it light. I, I mean, yeah, I don't expect like the Green Lanterns to show up or right. something. Like yes. maybe they can like establish like the new gods a little bit, but not nothing major. Um, to wrap this thing up, uh, what are you thinking domestically for a box office opening? I think it could if it is as good as. I think it's going to be. I would not be shocked to see it hit a hundred million. That's exactly what I wrote down. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think that's the max. I know we talked about a couple weeks ago that it was projected to make sixty-five to a hundred, and that I said sixty-five would be really low in my mind. Uh, and yeah, I think if it's getting these this positive reviews and positive word of mouth, it seems like there's all the hype for it in the world. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for this movie not to make a hundred million dollars. Uh, and if they do that, plus they add another you know, a hundred million overseas or close to it opening weekend that movie already made its money back basically, mm-hmm. which is great news for not only this movie future, the DCEU plus the future of this franchise, yeah. which uh, hopefully we're going to be totally on board for uh, come next week. Absolutely. So uh, what do you expect to have in terms of, you know, what do you hope to give the movie? I know we all, we always hope a movie is five stars, yes. but realistically, what are you expecting? Real, real, realistically, like a three, three and a half. Oh, okay, but it's because I have, we've only heard good things. Like, so I'm thinking, okay, but I, I'm putting the the number at four point five because I want to like it a lot. Uh huh. And if everything, if everything we've heard so far is true, then that's where it's gonna land because I'm already predispositioned to like this movie. And as long as there's nothing lurking in the shadows, uh, that's where we'll wind up. But come Monday, Tuesday, depending on what's out there, uh, you know, it may adjust mm-hmm. to go go down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty much at a four. Okay, uh, that's what I expect. Uh, like you said, we haven't really heard anything negative, which either means that this movie is flawless, mm-hmm. which Patty Jenkins did say they didn't cut a single scene, so they had a pretty perfect how production if, that's that's so incredibly it, it, efficient it, i have no idea how she did it but uh that's what she says and i believe her so 
I I don't know. I mean, I I do think this movie not gonna have that big of problems. If there are stuff, it's gonna be smaller. Um, if there's one thing I could see detracting majorly, it'll be how Ares reveal it will be because you know, I mean, the Doomsday reveal, <laughs> like I mean, that was already revealed in the trailers, but how that played out in BVS was yeah. not great. So I I want to see if they can do that in a better way. If they can kind of build up to it better. Um, so if it is David Thewlis, have him be a person that is continuing to pop up throughout the movie and not just like a character that's thrown in the third act and then go through a huge CGI transformation. Um, other than that, there's not really that much like negative stuff I can think of off the top of my head that will hurt the movie. So it's really, I think it's really just like the villain stuff for me. That's yeah. going to be the big point of, okay, this is either going to make the movie, you know, great or it's it could hurt the movie a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's where does he come in? Like is Sir Patrick a guy whispering in his ear, and then you realize, oh, he's been manipulating the whole time. And when Danny Houston's light gets snuffed out, uh, he kind of rises up. Yeah. And what's that transformation like, and all sorts of things. Um, so if, as long as that's not too campy, that I mean, that's the only thing I can think of outside of just everything else we've seen from uh, the body of the marketing. Uh, but yeah, I mean. That's all, that's all I can think of that would detract from that score. Yeah, so uh, that's our preview of Wonder Woman. We'll be back next week or in a couple of days from now, I guess, like basically like, you know, five or six days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be seeing it you know, in a day or two from when you guys are hearing this. So send us your thoughts on the movie uh, beforehand and afterwards. Let us know what you thought uh, of our preview, but also the movie as well. And uh be sure to go check it out so we can get in on the review, listen to it, all the spoiler stuff. So we're going to break it down next week. But uh, that's all we got for this week. Josh? Thanks for stopping by, everyone. And thanks again for tuning in to this special preview of Wonder Woman and this episode of Friends in Film. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Plus, head over to iTunes, give us a five-star review with comments, and we'll be back next week with our full review of Wonder Woman. <laughs>